0: Today we're meeting um, Shekinah Shekinah Swamba. She's a 19-year-old student from Cheltenham and we heard a moment ago about some of the experiences that she's had thinking and trying to sort of almost double think, you know, okay, am I going to get into university and then if you get an offer, is that about me and my worth and my value and my intelligence or is it about me and my colour? What's going on? Uh, Shekinah joins me on the line now. Hello, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's been such an interesting conversation through this week, and I'm really pleased that we can speak to you as well, Shekinah. Um Picking up on what we just heard a moment ago from you on the clip of, uh, of what you were saying there during that panel discussion, you 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 start off um, looking on thinking, okay, you know, uh, am am I being overlooked here? Am I not being recognised for my worth when it comes to, for example, uh, a job or or applying for university, and then then almost d- doubling back on that with your thoughts of okay are they offering me a place and it's about my color rather than about my skills like, tell me more about that
1: so personally for me and um, I've always found it tricky like I've never wanted to think okay is it because of like my skin color and everything but subcon- subconsciously when I apply for jobs even when I apply to go to uni, I'm, I'm always thinking, "Am I being taken as a token because I'm black and they need a new face that will make the place look diverse?" And a great example for me was I applied for a job in Cheltenham, and I applied for the same job three times, and this same job I had the same guy interview me and. I have the correct qualifications and everything. In fact, my CV exceeded the job criteria and I was denied the job three times. And I remember ringing up HR and they were very wishy-washy with the reason why I wasn't given the job. So eventually I was given, um, I'm working in the place where I was denied like the job, but I went through like a different route. And the guy that denied me the job, like he can't even look at me in the eye up until this day. Like any time he sees me, his eye line changes direction. Huh. And yeah. so
0: but the the thing is with all with a lot of these things is there you might believe, um, you know, as you were saying about sort of a, applying for university, you might believe that are they Uh, Now, going to the other extreme and not, you know, not looking at me for my skills, but looking at me for the colour of my skin. But how would you, how do you either get past that in your own head or try and pin it down if that is the case or not?
1: With me personally, I just tend to brush it off. I tend not to think that way because I've been in scenarios where people are just like, oh, you're using the race card. But I'm not. Trying to use the race card, I'm trying to evaluate the reasons to why they would take me on, and think outside the box.
0: And is that something that you have picked up on? Is that something that you were taught growing
1: up? I mean, is that a conversation that you've had at home in the past? Um, so the conversations I've had at home, like with my parents, have always been like, you know, you're black, you always have to like work harder than your peers and stuff like that. And for example, like if my or I go out, I don't know, past six, it's just like, okay, ring me after every half an hour or an hour just to let me know that you're safe and stuff like that. But those conversations have definitely been had with me and my parents throughout my whole life.
0: But but I've had those conversations about staying safe and doing three rings when you're home and all that myself yeah. growing up, but you feel there is something different then about your experience growing up? Yeah. T- um, tell
1: me I'm... You know, like being black, it's very tough sometimes because, like you said, you've had those like conversations as well with your kids. But when you're black, it's different because mm. I'll use black males. Like it's very stereotypical, but it happens a lot and it's a reality for many. They'll go into a shop, I don't know, wearing a hoodie and they'll be followed, you know, like around the supermarket or wherever they are continuously because, I don't know, the security guard might think they're about to shoplift and stuff like that. So Everyone likes to believe these stereotypes um, a lot. And I'd say it has an impact on how people think. So, for example, like my parents ringing me saying, "Okay, are you safe and stuff like that? Because they know, like, you know, being black, you're a target. And I don't know if you've seen it, but the guy, the NHS worker from Bristol, that recent attack, you know, that was mainly because he was black. And that could happen to anyone, you know. So, but was
0: there a, a moment then when you're being taught this and you're having to, you know, grasp this? Your your parents very importantly want you to make sure that, uh, as you say, that you you might have to work harder, achieve more, be more careful than others in certain circumstances before because of the judgments that might come your way. Uh, was there a moment that where you said, you know, the fury kicked in? You know, I mean, that anger, that burning, was that there? Did that when did that come about? If it has come about for you.
1: So personally for me, when my parents were saying this, I took it very, very lightly. Like I really took it with a pinch of salt up until when I started year seven. So when I started year seven, I went to school in Cheltenham. And that's when I experienced racism, like my first racial encounter. And the things that my parents were saying to me, it was kind of like making sense in a way like I was doing the dot to dot. And, like, when, when that happened to me, it made me look at the world in such a negative light. And it was like, hang on a minute. I am black. People will treat me differently and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and there are so many things in life where you think, okay, well, I can be thinner. I can do something different, you know, With with, I can learn more with my educational things. But none of us can change the colour of our skin. And that's that sort mm. of thing where you think, there's nothing I can do about this. You know, this is so... This is so unfair. All right, well, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll hear more from Shekinah then. Shekinah Swamba, 19 year old student from Cheltenham, and also one of the organisers of the Black Lives Matter protest in the town. And I'll be talking to Anthony and Ke- good morning BBC Radio Gloucestershire we've been talking throughout the week um, uh, off the back of the Barmer Trust Festival event where they brought together amplifying voices together was the idea with Lives of Colour and it was an p- online panel discussion which brought and embraced diversity in the county and some of the people who took part have been speaking to me this week and what a revelation it's been uh, not least uh, Shekinah Swamba she's a 19 year old student from Cheltenham uh, she's also uh, one of the Uh, who organised the Black Lives Matter protest in Cheltenham. Right, let's go back to Shekinah then. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the Black Lives Matter protest um, in Cheltenham, Shekinah, that you were part of the organisation of. When did you feel uh, that you absolutely wanted and needed to be part of something that was going to happen?
1: So it was Monday the 1st of June, so a week before the event. I was sat in bed and I was scrolling through my Instagram feed, and I saw another video. Someone had reshared the video of George Floyd dying, and I couldn't even watch all of it. And then I watched a video of his wife speaking with his daughter, Um, and that really touched me, and it made me feel really emotional. So I sat in bed. I put my phone down and I just sat in bed crying. And I was like, "What can I do, you know, to raise awareness? What can I do to help make a change?" my chest was like very heavy so I sat and pondered for a while and then I was like okay I'm going to create a protest and just like that um I went on to Facebook and then created it and yeah it was it it wasn't easy in the sense like uh, like once it people were sharing it and people were being made aware of what was going on I did receive a lot of like a lot of backlash like a lot of people were like you're going to be the reason Cheltenham receives a second wave I had a lot of disgusting messages from a lot of people but overall the event ran successfully
0: and do you believe it was about speaking out and being seen or do you think it was changing hearts and minds do you believe that people will have uh, you know been affected and thought differently potentially from the event
1: I think it was both like I wanted my voice to be heard like I wanted people to understand my experiences and like other people spoke as well I wanted their experiences to be voiced and a lot of people came back to me saying it was very educational like I didn't want something where people are marching through the streets and not really saying anything and sitting like I think it's more effective for people to gather together Sit down, listen to what people have been through and understand like what we could do to, you know, move forward and help make a change. Because I really do believe that if like education is so important in the sense that if you don't know about certain things, you'll never have a understanding of how you could help make a change.
0: Do you think things are changing? Is this a key moment, if you like, in in the whole situation
1: i think things are slowly changing but it's not a it's not a drastic change like i really do have hope that within the next five to ten years i don't know i might have kids by then who knows like i
0: yes i was just thinking that you know will it be a different conversation that you'll have with your children than your parents had with you i wonder
1: That's what I'm hoping for. So I'm really, because I'm 19 now, like who knows, I might have kids by then. I just wouldn't want to be in the position where I have children and we're sat at the dinner table and I'm having the same conversations my parents had with me when I was younger. So I really do have a lot of hope that things will be very different within the next five to 10 years well
0: that'll be a conversation for us to have again then we'll book you in for
1: five to ten <laughs> years <laughs>
0: time, to kind of, we? and see you know see what's happening and, and you know he's hoping absolutely He's hoping uh, really good to speak to you thank you so much Shekinah Swamba then a 19 year old student from Cheltenham and her experiences of life and also those conversations early doors you know in her childhood with her uh, parents teaching her uh, just how important it was that she worked harder did better you know be more aware of of circumstances of where she is and what she's doing in order to keep safe and to prove her worth um, uh, you know in these days of judgment because of the color of of our skin uh, you can watch the whole ample